You're listening to Compassion Church Dixon Podcast. was written by Paul. Paul wrote Colossians because the church had gotten distracted. Everybody say distracted. Distracted. Have you ever gotten distracted before? Yes. Yes. Distracted from what God was trying to get to you or through you, right? Have you ever been distracted from your your relationship? Look, everybody's quietly saying, yeah. (laughs) How many spouses in the room would say, my spouse gets distracted easily? And some of y'all lying because you ain't raising your hand. (laughs) He's like, a little bit. Distractions happen, don't they? It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to get distracted. It's the whole reason Paul wrote the book of Colossians, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But but how how many of us get distracted with what the world has to offer us from from what God has already done for us and what he's already set before our, our, our footsteps? And if we would just not get distracted, we would probably see a whole lot more things from God, wouldn't we? How many would say Facebook distracts me? Yeah, Facebook distracts me. We spend more time on Facebook than we do in prayer, don't we? <laughs> Every service I love that. It's like, ooh. But, but we do. We spend more time like in social media. We spend more time on our phones than we do on our face, right? All those little cliche things. My wife has, has a time limit thing on Facebook. Does anybody else have the, the Facebook time limit? And if you run out of time, it pops up and says, what does it say? You've reached your time limit to be on this app, or you've reached your time limit to be on Facebook, but then there's a button at the bottom that says, ignore. <laughs> and so she's always hitting that button, ignore. I'm like, what's the point of having a time limit if you ignore the time limit? She, she says she's trying. You're going to have to try harder. I'm just kidding. But isn't that how, how it is? Because we know we set the time limit, because we know there needs to be a time limit, but when we reach the time limit, we ignore it. Why? because we're distracted, because it distracts us. And we know what we need to do, but we don't do it. How many of you know if we would just apply what we already know about the Bible, our lives would be so much different? We don't necessarily need to learn more about the Bible. We just need to live what we already know. And sometimes if we would just do the things that we know to do, like like we've been accepting things for years that we should have rejected a long time ago, haven't we? And it's all because we, we've, we've stayed distracted as part of our lives. And, and, and so Paul's trying to tell the church, look, don't get distracted. Don't be distracted by what the, what the world has to offer, but focus on what, what God has for you. Let me read this scripture, Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. It says, I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In other words, Paul, he's saying, in Jesus lies everything you need. Every bit of wisdom and knowledge that you'll ever need is hidden in in Jesus. Everything. They're all, it's all hidden right there. It says, I'm telling you. This so that no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. I'm telling you this so the world won't deceive you. I'm telling you this so you don't get what? Distracted. Why? Because we're easily distracted. I'm easily distracted. You, you, there, there was a noise just a minute ago. Did y'all hear that? It sounded like a balloon letting out, like real shrill noise, and like it distracted me. 
but we're, we're easily distracted. We as a people are easily distracted, and that's, that's what happens. Paul's talking about that. He don't want anybody to deceive us. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you, and I rejoice that you are living as you should, that your faith in Christ is strong. Now, verse 6 says this, and now just as you accepted Christ, just as your Lord, you must, everybody say must. It doesn't say you can, it doesn't say you should, it says you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow, everybody say overflow, with kindness. Lord, we come before you today, God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you that you have a word for, for your church today, you have a word for your people. God, help us to, to not just hear what, what you're sharing with us, hear, hear what you have to say, but help us to apply it in our lives. Help us to make decisions today, to, to do it, to make changes, so that we, we are less distracted from you than we should be. God, I thank you for that. I thank you for your word. I thank you for this church. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. So you got to be built on him. Say built. My wife and I moved back to Dixon in February of this year. We started here in March um, as the executive pastor. Uh, and, and so we moved, and we, we were looking to buy a house. And when I began to look from, from Kennett, Missouri to Dixon, Tennessee, the market's a little bit different. Like, it's, it's ridiculously different. It's scary different, right? So we had been looking for a house in Kennett prior to deciding to come back. And when we were looking in Kennett, we, we felt pretty good. When I started looking in Dixon, I got sick. Because the market is so high, it's insane. And as we looked, we couldn't really find anything we fell in love with. We, we rented a house, and so we've been renting. But we've also been th throwing the idea out of building. Has anybody ever built a house? So we're looking at building a house. And, and so we're looking at land, and we're looking at all that goes into it. And so as you're looking for land, and you're talking about building, you begin to look at the expenses that go into it, right? Because you look at a plan, you start to count the cost, you're, you're looking at where you're going. And so I began to look at building a house, and the first thing you have to do when you, you build a house is you've got to have the land, but when you get the land, you've got to do what? You've got to have a foundation. So I've got to build that house on something, right? And, and I parallel this with the Scripture because it, it's saying you've got to grow down deep, right? In order to grow down deep, you've got to do what? Dig. Everybody say dig. dig. And, a, and, and in order to, to put a foundation in, you've got to do what? So you're going to have to dig and then build, Right? So, so what, what I'm thinking is, is so we, we checked into it, and it's anywhere from literally, I, I don't know, I think it's 12 or $13 a foot up to, could be $40 a square foot to, to do a foundation. And I'm thinking, what in the world? Like, why, why could it be like $13 a square foot, $15, and then all of a sudden it can be 45 It depends on the land you have. So when you get your land and you go to begin to build this, this house, you have to start with the foundation, but before you get to actually building the foundation, you've got to dig into the soil to see what kind of soil you have. And if you don't have good soil, you got to dig what? Deeper. Deeper. And you got to dig down to there's something solid that you can begin to build the foundation on, right? And so as I'm thinking about that, so the cheaper I go with the foundation, probably the, the less the foundation's going to be. How many of us have a walk of faith built on soil it should have never been built on? Because we didn't dig down deep enough to get to the place we needed to, to set the foundation. Does that make sense? So I'm talking about building a house, but I'm also talking about building my, my faith walk, my life with Jesus. And, 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 and I don't know about you, but, but there are times where I don't feel like that foundation is what it needs to be. Has anybody else ever been there before? 
Maybe there's a crack in the foundation. Have you ever walked into a house and you, you saw a crack in the corner of a doorway? And you see it, look, somebody's laughing. They're like, that's my house. But you know what that's from, right? The house settling, right? But what settles for the house to settle? The foundation. So what's happening is the foundation is moving. Have you ever felt like you got a crack in your faith? Because your foundation is moving. See, I think that there, there's, there's something here. There's something he wants to show us here. Because too often, we're trying to walk out a life of faith, but there's too many cracks in it. And the cracks are because our foundation is not where it needs to be. And it hasn't been built on what it needs to be built on. We didn't dig deep enough to find it, right? And oftentimes, we're, we don't have the, 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 the things that, that go into a foundation to, to make it what it needs to be. You, you've got to dig, and, and you've got to go through the hard work. It's hard to dig a hole, isn't it? And sometimes it hurts to dig a hole. Have you ever done landscaping and you got blisters on your hands? I got sissy hands, so it don't take long to get a blister. I can, like, dig a few plant holes and I get blisters. It hurts. It does in our faith walk, too. It hurts to dig through that stuff, to get to the place that the foundation needs to be, because, because Jesus is the foundation. We just sing a song about it. Christ is our what? He's our solid what? That's who he is. He's our foundation. But have we built that relationship? Have we put that foundation on something that's solid, or have we not? I think a lot of times we, we, we put that relationship and that foundation on emotion. And not relation, and not something solid. We we come into a church service and we get the feel on, right? You know what I'm talking about. Come in, you feel the presence of God. You get the goosebumps. Anybody ever got the goosebumps? You get the goosebumps like I feel Jesus, and you feel good, and it's like you fill up, and then and then you walk home, and you, and you walk out, and you get home, and Monday morning those goosebumps are gone, and you're like, where did Jesus go? Like he didn't go anywhere. You just got to find his presence again. And so I think when he says you've got to be built on Jesus, right, that foundation's got to be set. When he says the roots have to be deep, you've got to go deep with those roots. There's something to that. And if we don't do that, right, the foundation begins to crack and begins to settle and shift. And before you know it, the house begins to fall. So I think there's some things that we can do, though to keep that from happening. There's some, some, some things we can not just dig, but there's some things we can do after to make sure that foundation is solid. First thing is, is, is with that relationship, that, that foundation. Let, let, me, let me show you something right here. here. Here's that foundational piece right here. And I, and I picked this, this block because this is kind of like, looks like a piece of foundation, right? This would be your relationship with Jesus, which is based on his love for you, right? So here is the foundation that, that, that sits right there, right? There is the foundation. And it's that foundation that has to hold up my walk, my life, my house, my home, right? So it's that foundation. But if I don't do the right things with this foundation to, to put it in the right place, to strengthen it the way that it needs to be strengthened or build the house the way that it needs to be built, my house will not what? It won't stand. And so something that, that goes along with this, you got the love of Jesus. you got to let everybody say love. You've got to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and love your neighbor. Look at your neighbor right now. You're supposed to love that person. Look at your other neighbor. And you don't even know them. You're supposed to love them too. And that person that was at the red light at, at Buckner today that did not go on, on time and you missed the light because of them, you've got to love them too. 
Yeah, some of y'all are mad because you cussed them when they pulled out. Right? Look to your right. That's that person. You just didn't know it. But, but, but you got to love them. You got to love the waitress that didn't bring your food on time. That happened to y'all this week, didn't it? What's funny is I saw it happen this week. I watched it happen. And I thought, who in the world do you think you are? That waitress got a daddy. And it's God. I'm not talking about her earthly father. I'm talking about her spiritual father. But, but my, my point is this. Is you got to love everybody. Everybody say love. love. Everybody. So that foundation is built on what? Love. You got to love people. Why? Because he loved you. You don't have to love them because they've done you right or done you. You got to love them because he loved you. We, we don't love people based on how they treat us. That doesn't work. If, if, if God loved you based on how you treated him, how would that go? Oh, Lord. We'd all be burning. I mean, th think about it. So you've got to have love. Can I tell you something else you've got to have? You've got to have the Word of God. You've got to know your Word. You can't come in here on Sunday and hear a word from Pastor Jamie, and don't get me wrong, it's a great word. I love to hear him preach. It's good. It's, 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 it's rich. It's healthy. It's good. But if you're living off his Word, your house won't stand. You can't live off his Word alone. You've got to get your own Word. Everybody say Word. When's the last time you was in it? I'm not coming at you. I'm trying to get you to see something. We want to know why we're struggling to walk in faith and trust God. It's because we leave on Sunday and we don't crack open, crack open, crack open, crack open the Bible. The only Bible I see is on a screen at church. If that's the case, your walk of faith will not go very deep. Because your relationship has not gone very deep. How well do you know your spouse, right? That's determined by how much communication you have with her or him. Your relationships are always based on communication and, and how much time you put into getting to know them, right? So if you're not in the Word of God, how are you hearing from him? And hearing who he wants. And, and again, I'm preaching it, but, but I, don't, I don't want us to just sh shout today, right? I can get you to shout. I want us to do something. Because we wonder why we struggle walking by faith, but it's because we haven't got in our word. And so it's word. Next thing is, is, is prayer. Let me go back. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So the whole thing we're talking about today is our, our, our faith, our, our, our walk in faith. It's like our, it, this is who we are in Christ. If faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, you've got to get in your word for your faith to grow, right? You've got to get some word in you. You've got to crack open that Bible on Monday. Put a little bit of word in it. See, it doesn't look like I put a lot of water in there, does it? Some of us just put that word, that much word in us. How is that going to get me through the week? I mean, think about that for a minute. If I, if I wanted to drink that amount of water, and that's all I had the rest of the week, would I make it? But we, we live on that much word. The eight scriptures I just read, is that all you'll hear this week? I hope not. Because it's in that word that, that brings you and draws you closer to Christ. The, the next thing is, is, is prayer. Everybody say prayer. 
prayer. You got to have a prayer life. You got to have a prayer life. You got to communicate with Jesus. You want to get to know him? Talk to him. You, you want to know what he has for you? Sit in a room and just listen for him to speak. Get in your word, pray, talk. Like literally, what, let's talk about what, what prayer is. It, we've got to literally enter in, into his presence and just talk to him. Just have a conversation with him. And I'm saying that, I'm not, I'm not talking about being on our knees 24 hours a day in prayer. I'm talking about, no, just, just being open to a conversation with Christ, driving down the road. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I'm thankful for all that I have. Jesus, I need you today. I, I need you to help me get through this situation. I need you to help me with this situation. But you know what? I'm thankful for what you've already done for me. And if you never do anything else again, guess what, Jesus? I still love you. And I'm not asking for anything. Well, that's a lie because, Jesus, I am asking. <laughs> but here's the thing. Can you just be honest like that? That's all he wants. I didn't necessarily say that to be funny, but I want you to understand. It's, just talk to him. You want to know him? Talk to him. Pray in everything, right, with prayer and, and supplication, right? Give thanks to him for all that you have, right? We got a scripture. Let's, let's pull that up. Philippians, pull that scripture up for me. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, everybody say everything. Because he didn't say some things. He said what? Everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, will, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts, minds through Christ Jesus. If you're struggling to have peace, do you have a prayer life? Where's your prayer life at? You got to have word, you got to have prayer, you got to spend some time in prayer, you got to talk to Him, you got to read your word. And guess what else you got to do? You got you to forgive people. Whoo! See, it all starts with love. Because I promise you, when you get to forgiveness, it's going to be hard to forgive if you don't love. But you got to forgive people. Matthew 6 tells us this. Let's read Matthew 6. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. If you're struggling with forgiving other people, how are you going to walk in faith? How, how can your house be built on, on this foundation of prayer, word, and forgiveness? How is that going to work? You've got to forgive. And you, you can't just halfway forgive the girl at the restaurant. Well, I told her I was sorry. You done been talking to four people since it happened. You've told eight people not to go back to the restaurant. What you don't know is it was just her and one other server at the whole restaurant. She had a bad day, right? She spent the night at the hospital with her dad. But you didn't get your food in time. So you told her how well she did not do her job. You got to forgive. You got to forgive the girl at work, right, that keeps talking about you, right? You got to forgive the, the, the family member, right, that, that has always been against you and, and you've gotten your life right and they think you're crazy, they think you're a nut. You got to forgive them. They've turned their back on you because you love Jesus today. You got to forgive them. You got to forgive those that have hurt you. You got to forgive. You got to begin to forgive to, to build this, this walk, this house, this life of faith on this foundation. You got to forgive. You got to. You got to praise Jesus. How many of y'all enjoy our praise and worship on Sunday morning? My goodness. 
I mean, you talk about ushering in the presence of God, that, that praise does that. Some of you are a praise away from going, getting through your battle. See, there's a part of us that, that's got to praise. Praise opens, opens the door for the presence of God. It opens the door. And, and some, of us, some of us, we need to just praise him and just get in the car and shout to Jesus. You, just, you need to be that person driving down the road, tears running down your face, just thanking God and praising him. Why? Because of all he's already done. You need to praise him. You need to praise him. Because you know what? He'll, he'll bring us out of situations we can't get out of. Paul and Silas were in prison, and they began to praise him. They began to sing praises to him. And what happened? The jail doors opened, and the chains began to fall. Why? Because of praise. You gotta praise, right? You gotta praise. You gotta forgive. You gotta, you gotta get in the word. You gotta pray. It's my favorite one. You gotta be in his presence. You wanna walk in faith? You gotta walk in his presence. Because his presence changes us. His presence transforms us. His presence, one moment in his presence can do more than you and I can do in a lifetime. Did you know that? One moment in his presence, you, you walk into his presence, you walk out different. You walk out different. Pull that scripture up, the last scripture I got. It says, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord, and the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So when you enter into his presence, you become more like him. You become more free. Why? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Freedom. And so when you enter into his presence where he is, you enter into a place of freedom which brings you to a place of freedom. He begins to transform. You've got to have presence. You've got to have word and presence and praise. And as you fill it up, you just begin to fill all these things up, which leads to faith. Walking in faith. Because a lot of times we're trying to walk in faith down here and we've not prayed. We hadn't gotten the word. We definitely hadn't forgiven that person. Y'all got eight Karens in your life you hadn't forgave yet. Haven't spent time in praise? And it's hard to enter in his presence if you haven't prayed, you hadn't been in the Word, you're not forgiven, and you're not praising. But we're trying to bypass all of that and walk in a life of faith can we just get real for a minute? We can for a moment. Because that Sunday morning feels good, right? I mean, when, when they start singing about that, that, that firm foundation, right? And what's that chorus? Well, I don't know if it's the chorus. I don't even look. I shouldn't even be saying this because I don't know if it's the right terminology. But in the beginning of that, that song, it talks about, he won't fail me now. Why won't he? Because he won't. And as soon as it says because he won't, everybody goes wild, right? But when we hear because he won't fail us now, it's like, oh, my Jesus, thank you, Lord. Everything's better. Fill me up. See, y'all doing it right now. And I can't even sing. But your faith gets full based on a moment in his presence.
But when you leave here, you haven't done none of what we talked about for it to continue. And so what happens, yeah, go ahead, give the Lord a hand clap. We're going to put it up there anyway. Go for it. You are trying to walk full of faith with no foundation. And so by the time you get to Monday, well, y'all getting upset because I'm pouring water out. You should have been here earlier. By the time you get to Tuesday, Wednesday, oh, they can't believe it. But isn't that what happens? Because that song on Sunday won't get you to the next Sunday. That word you heard from Pastor Jamie is not going to get you to next week. See, you, you want to have a, a, a faith life built like this. The problem is you ain't gotten the word. Leona, I'm so sorry. But ain't that what happens? Isn't that what happens? See, what happens is we try to, to walk out our walk of faith through somebody else's word, through somebody else's prayer, through somebody else's forgiveness. And what happens is before we know it, we don't have anything left. And it's all falling apart. But the funny thing is, is we serve a God of what? Second chances. And so just because I didn't get it right this week doesn't mean I don't have to get it right next week, right? Because guess what he's got for me? He's got a whole nother cup. And I don't have to wait for next week. I can start right now because I just begin to place these things back. And y'all, I'm not going to break anything else, Leon. I promise. Don't you move. You get in your word on Monday. Why? Because you just realized what happened on Sunday. And so you fill up learning who, who God is to you and learning who you are in him because the, the world's going to tell you what you can't have, but God's going to tell you what you can. And see, what you got to do is you got to get in the word to hear that. You're only going to hear that from him. You're only going to hear who you are and how you're victorious, right, in the word. The world's not going to tell you that. The world's going to tell you what you can't do and what you can't have. God's going to, he's going to take you to places you've never been. But you've got to be in the Word to, to know that. You've got to have a prayer life. And as you fill that prayer life up, and then you, you start forgiving them people that you hadn't forgiven. L let me just do this. Can we be transparent? How many in the room have got somebody in their mind right now you have not forgiven and you need to? Over half the room. Half the room. You're a moment of forgiveness away from your next breakthrough. I believe that with my whole heart. And so as you begin to feel that forgiveness up, right, then you begin to praise him, right? And as you overflow, it's just an overflow. Then you got his presence because when you get into the praise, you usher in what? When you get into the praise, you usher in the what? The presence of God comes in when you begin to praise him. And, and the funny thing about it is that's when you can walk by faith because I have a foundation that not only will sustain it, but will hold it, and it will overflow. See, that's what we're looking for. That, that, that's what we're looking for. Because even when I come back to these, the fuller they are, 
the harder they are to move. Do you get that? The fuller of the word, the more of the word you get in you, the harder it is for you to move off the word of God. Why? Because it's more of what you have in you. It's, it's, it's just like you, you, you're becoming what the Word says you are. Why? Because you're full of it, and because you're full of it, you become firm. And then your prayer life. It's funny how the prayer life's in the center. Because I'm where I'm at today because of a woman's prayer life. You know that, right? There's a lot of us in this room today that have no idea why we're where we're at. It's because somebody was full of prayer. And if you will become full of prayer, you will begin to walk in a faith you've never had, which will lead you to believe for things you've never seen, which will lead you to people you never thought you'd be around, which will put you in a place you've never been, and you'll see things you've never seen. It'll go back to prayer. Used to be around a lady in Waverly, Tennessee named Susan Watts. You probably heard her name from Pastor Jamie. She'll walk around and she'll walk in a room and just say, I forgive all. You don't even know why she says it. Come to find out, I'd probably, I think I offended her before. And like every time she walked in, I think she was mad at me. But she'll walk in a room, I forgive all. Brother, I forgive all. Pastor, I forgive all. But she walked full of forgiveness. I've never seen somebody walk with more joy in my life than to see her walk in forgiveness. When you walk in forgiveness, right? Walk in forgiveness. You walk in the Word. You walk in prayer. It, it gives you reasons to praise, right? You'll never praise like you'll praise when you're free from what you haven't forgiven someone for. You don't know what praise can be like because you've been bound up in all this stuff from your past. You're bound up in what people have called you. You're bound up in what people have told you. You're bound up in what you have done. You haven't forgiven them. You haven't forgiven you. You can't praise because you don't think you deserve to praise. But here's what I want to tell you. As soon as you get a portion of this forgiveness, right, and you begin to see what God can do and how he can free your heart, You'll understand what praise is. See, there's nothing like praising him when you come out of what I've come out of. And so many of you in this room probably have the same story. Just different. See, I pray, I, I can't dance, but I'll get up here and I'll be like, I don't even want to do it right now, but I'll like move. I don't even call it dance, I move. Very stiffly. But it's all I got. But I'll give him all I got because all he's given me. I'll praise him with everything I got because of what he's done in my life. And it may not be pretty to you, right? But to him, he knows it's all I got. And so when I praise him, I enter into his presence. And when I'm full of his presence, he changes me. My God, he changes me. Like that's all, that's God just change us. God, change us to be better. Change us to be more forgiving. Change God, transform us. God, change. That, that's, 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 my, that's our heart, isn't it? 
that every time we come in, we leave different. And if we come into his presence, guess what? We will leave different. When you enter into his, his presence, he will transform who you are. And then we get to walk in a faith we don't even understand. Well, that scripture said that all of the hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge he holds. Everything you need from God, he already has the answer for. He already knows what's going to happen. He knows what's going to take place. He's got your answer. You just got to keep believing. See, too many of us have been asking for mountains to be moved, and they didn't get moved in enough time, so we stopped believing that mountain could be moved. Too many of us stopped believing that those loved ones would come to know Jesus because it took too long, so we didn't think God was working. What we didn't know was God is still working. He's not stopped, and they will come to know Jesus, right? That, that's, that's what it's about. It's staying here. Because if we can stay here, God, I promise you we'll see things we've never seen. We will see people come to know Jesus. We will see this, this, this community uprooted. We will see things happen we never thought we would see if we can walk here. You will see things in your family you never thought you would see. You will see the dreams you've been dreaming, dreaming come to pass. Man, and I hope you're dreaming. Because he's dreaming for you. He's got a plan and a purpose for you. And it's bigger than you can ever imagine. There are people in this room right now, God is using you and you don't even know it. You don't even know all that he's doing. You don't see the people that because of you have come into contact with someone that knows Jesus. You don't see all that he's doing. You don't even know how well you believe right now. Can I just, I feel like God's speaking to me. I think there's people in this room right now, you don't even know that God is using you to bring people to him because you have not fully committed yourself to him. And you know what? That's okay because you will. But he's already using you. Your purpose is being fulfilled right now, and you don't even know it. Do you know God can do that? There's people in this room he's using. Some of you, he is a, a move away from using you, and you stop moving because you didn't see movement happening. You've got to get back to moving in order to see that mountain move. You gotta stop sitting where you're at, doing what you're doing, and you just gotta do it. I was reading this book this week. It led to this whole sermon, and it was a leadership book, but it's talking about how, how to just, just kind of lead yourself and build yourself and become a better follower of Christ and become a better person. And it came down to just a couple of words, three words actually. You'll know them really well. Just do it. Some things we haven't seen because we never did it. Some things you've not seen because you stopped doing it. What I'm saying right now is you just need to get back to it and do it. It's, it's, it's kind of like that whole thing of having a healthier life. You're not going to have a healthier life until you choose to. But you won't have a healthier spiritual life until you choose to either. And that's what I want to ask you this morning, man. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in here, nobody looking around, just, just you and me. I'm not where I need to be with Jesus today. And I need to just do it. I just need to make a decision to go all in and 
and enter into that relationship and understand that love of what he, what he has for me. If that's you, every head bowed, every eye closed, just, just slip up your hand. That's me. I, I need to enter into a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, I need to rededicate my life to Jesus. That hand's going up everywhere. I need to start this, this relationship off on a solid foundation, and I need to enter into that right now. Yeah, I see your hands. In just a moment, we're going to pray. I want you to go ahead and put your hands down. We'll come back in just a minute. We'll pray with you. But maybe you're in here today, and you say, I, I know Jesus. I believe I've got a relationship, but you know what? My faith walk is struggling. I'm struggling to, to walk out my faith. And I feel like God's speaking something to me today. And whether it's, it's the word for you or prayer time or maybe it's forgiveness, something's holding you back from walking in faith. And if that's you, slip up your hand across this room. You're struggling to walk out faith today. Yeah, all over this place. Yeah, I'm struggling with reading the word. I'm struggling with, I'm just distracted. I'm struggling. In just a moment, we're going to have a prayer time for you. And I want you to come and receive prayer. You can put your hands down. Everybody go ahead and stand to your feet, and our prayer team's going to go ahead and come forward. And as you stand to your feet, church, we're going to say a prayer for those that are accepting Jesus today. We're going to say a prayer for those that are rededicating themselves to him. And then we're going to enter back into worship in a prayer time, and you can come forward for prayer. But as we do that, I want us to pray, and I want us to pray with them and encourage them as they pray. Pray with them as, as they enter back into this relationship or enter it for the first time. Let's pray. Dear Jesus. I know that I don't have it all figured out, but you do. I know, Jesus, that I'm a sinner, and I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died for me and rose again on the third day. Jesus, will you forgive me of my sins, come into my heart, and be the Lord of my life. And it's in your name that we pray that the whole church said, Amen. Can you give God a big hand clap of praise today? Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about Compassion Church Dixon, go to our website, CompassionDixon.Church. If you would like to become a monthly financial partner, go to our website and click Give. Join us on Sundays in person or online and be sure to follow us on social media. Also, be sure to share this episode with someone or online and tag us. Until next time.